Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may please be seated in the presence of the Lord. Concerning spiritual gifts, part eight. Is it eight? I was surprised when I saw the design. I hope it wasn't a mistake. Is it eight already? Are you sure? <laughs> well, you sure? Okay, awesome. Awesome. Um, last week, I dealt with word of wisdom. And I thought I was done with word of wisdom. And then today, we are supposed to go to descending of spirits. But I still have one or two things to share with you in word of wisdom. And then we move on to descending of spirits. By the grace of God. So let's trust God that tonight we are able to finish word of wisdom. And I'm able to introduce descending of spirits. And then build on it next week by the grace of God. So, again, to refresh our memories. The gifts of the spirit are nine in number. As Paul the apostle by the Holy Ghost explained them or did make mention of them. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Can we go over them very quickly? 1 Corinthians and chapter 12. That has been our anchor scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and I'm going to be in verse 1 all the way to 11. It says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Many people in the body of Christ today are ignorant of these gifts. And that's why they are not able to function in them because they don't even know what they have. When you don't know what you carry, then there's going to be an abuse. You won't be able to maximize it. It's like giving a six-year-old or a three-year-old an iPhone 14 Pro Max. There's no way, no matter how smart they are, they can't utilize it. The best they will use it for is to record videos and take pictures. But you know that phone can serve as an office. That phone can be your PA. You don't need to hire a PA. You can program your events there and it will, it will give you reminders. That phone can be used for presentations. In fact, it can be used for filmmaking. If you're into filmmaking, you don't need to rent a camera. You can use that phone. If you give that phone to our media team, then you will, it will shock you what that phone can do in the hands of Ife Adebowale and, and, and Tony and the rest of them. But if you don't know what you carry, you give it to your 65-year-old grandmother or 75-year-old grandmother, she, she's just going to be using it to receive phone calls and to make calls. She can't deploy it like it should be deployed. With that phone, you can make money. But in the hands of someone who doesn't know the functionalities, they will not be able to use it to their maximum benefit. In the same way, spiritual gifts, they've been given to the church for the profiting of the kingdom of God. But if we don't know what they are, then we will not know how to position ourselves to receive them and to bring a blessing to our lives and to the church of Christ. That's why Paul wrote in that letter to the Corinthian church and to us by extension. He says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. 
It is not good to be ignorant. Many people are running from mountain top to valley's low today looking for prayer, looking for all kinds of things. As a result of ignorance, they don't know who they are, they don't know what they have. Many still believe that their help is in somebody, is in the hands of somebody. They don't know that in this kingdom, we live from inside out. The kingdom of God is within you. In Luke 17, verses 20 to 21, they came to Jesus and asked him, when is the kingdom of God coming? Jesus said to them, the kingdom doesn't come by observation. Neither will they say to you, low here nor low there. He said, because the kingdom is within you. The Christian life is supposed to be lived from inside out. Faith is in your spirit man. The wisdom of God is in your spirit man. Joy is in your spirit man. Peace is in your spirit man. Long suffering is in your... Everything you need has to be drawn from inside out. You don't look to the world for joy. You will look forever. You never find it. Is there any joy in the world? What excites you, especially about our country? Tell me anything that is, that is exciting about this country. If you live in America and you are watching us, maybe some things are exciting there. But tell me what excites you about this country. Everywhere you look, frustration. Everywhere. Those of us that are in church tonight are in church because we love God. We could have chosen to stay back at home and say, God, why did you even create me in this country? Don't look on the outside for what is already on your inside. Are you getting what I'm saying tonight? The, the whole kingdom of God is within you. But if you are not aware of what you carry, then you'll be going about life begging for what you already have. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, my people are destroyed because of the power of the devil. No. The devil is not that powerful. God said my own people are destroyed. Why? For lack of knowledge. Proverbs 19 and verse 2 says, For the soul to be without knowledge is not good. Knowledge of what? The knowledge of God. The knowledge of his will. The knowledge of who you are in Christ. The knowledge of what belongs to you. And the knowledge of how you can appropriate them. That's why Paul prayed in Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 17 that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. He wants you to know. Don't just say, I don't know. I have no idea. You know anything about spiritual gifts? I don't know. What gifts are you even operating in? I don't know. For the soul to be without knowledge, the Bible says it is not good. And let me tell you something. Knowledge is in degrees. In Romans 8.18, Paul said, I perceive. In Romans 8.28, he said, for we know. Ten verses after, he said, for we are persuaded. Knowledge is in degrees. So you can increase in knowledge. Are you getting what I'm saying tonight? So you're in the right place. This is a place to increase in knowledge. Colossians 1.10, he said it in that prayer for the Colossian church and by extension for us, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, that your life may please God. May your life please God. He said, being fruitful in every good work. You can be fruitful in every good work, in the works of righteousness and in your personal business. God wants you to be fruitful. May you be fruitful in the name of Jesus. He capped it off by singing and increasing in the knowledge of God. Which means it is possible to increase in the knowledge of God. 
I moved on a bit further, telling us also that don't just have knowledge. Be wise. Wisdom is the application of knowledge. It is not what you know that changes your life. Listen to me. It is not what you know that changes your life. It is what you do with what you know. Oh, I know the president. Do you call him? You have the contact. What do you do with the contact? Just on your phone for decoration? I know God. I know spiritual gifts. What are you doing with the spiritual gift that you know? Are you exercising yourself in them? Like Paul said, covet earnestly the best gift. Are you coveting earnestly the best gift? Are you telling God, God, I want the gift of prophecy. God, I want all the nine gifts in our church in, man, in full manifestation. Those of you that were around on Sunday, did you see some gift in manifestation? Hello? Those who were in church on Sunday, did you see some gift in manifestation? The Holy Spirit wants to do more. We ain't seen nothing yet. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? And he doesn't want to use just Pastor Fred alone. He wants to use each of you. Each of you. He wants to give you a word of knowledge. That you'll be praying with someone and he'll give you a word of knowledge and you tell them, so, so, and so, and so, and so happened. The Lord showed me. Did I see correctly? Oh, yes. Yes. How did you get to know? Well, I just didn't get to know. The Lord told me. He showed me. He gave it to me. Word of knowledge. Let me move on very quickly tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and from verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Ye know that you were Gentiles carried away unto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit there is only one Holy Spirit. Can I have an amen to that? Gifts are diverse. They are different in nature. But there is only one Holy Spirit. And there are diversities of operations. Oh, sorry. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations. But it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is, is given to every man to profit without. He calls the gift of the Spirit in this verse manifestation of the Spirit. So when these gifts are in operation, they manifest. They are manifestations that the Holy Spirit has empowered you with a gift. Verse 8. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healings by the same Spirit. Verse 10, to another... The working of miracles to another prophecy, to another descending of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these work at that one and the self-same spirit, dividing, dividing to every man, distributing to every man severally as he will. Can I have an amen to that? Nine of them. But then they have been categorized for ease of learning and because of their operations. They have been categorized into three. Number one, we have the gifts that say something. Number two, the gifts that do something. And number three, the gifts that reveal something. And over this period of weeks, we have been dealing with the gifts that reveal something. They are called revelation gifts. All right? Because what they do is to reveal. 
to reveal things that can only be known supernaturally by the help of the Holy Spirit. Not what you know by going to university, but what you know by the Spirit. And in, the, in their appropriate order, the gifts that reveal something, can you give them to me now? Number one, in the appropriate order. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Come on, come on, come on. This is Bible study. This is, if you have been following, I mean, by now, you should just be reading this out. Pa, pa, pa. All right? So the gifts that reveal something, revelation gifts that reveal the word of, the word of, according to their order, according to the degree of, maybe, don't let me say the word importance, but I can say importance tonight for you to understand. The first of the three gifts that reveal something is called the word of wisdom. I told you that again and again. Why do we call it the most important? Anyway, I move on there. Number two, the word of knowledge. And number three, discerning of spirits, which is what we are going to look at tonight if time permits us. Why would the Holy Spirit say the word of wisdom is the most important there? Because the word of wisdom reveals the plan and the purposes of God. It is always futuristic. This is where God is going. Now listen, thus yet the Lord, this is what I'm going to do in your life. That's the most important thing. I want to know where God is leading my life. Are you getting what I'm saying? I, I don't want to gamble through life. I don't want to try every business. I don't want to put my hands in every profession. I want to know exactly what God wants me to do, where he wants me, what kinds of associations he wants me to keep. And what is God in stock for me? My country may not have anything for me, but what does God have for me? I want to know. Word of wisdom. It always comes with a prediction. That is something that is going to happen. The next in their order is the word of knowledge. Word of knowledge is connected to the past and the present. Something that has happened in the past or something happening right now. And word of knowledge tells you why it has happened or why it is happening. Word of knowledge can only come by the Holy Spirit. Because this is when the Holy Spirit takes something from the mind of God, from the knowledge of God and gives it to you. God is an embodiment of knowledge. He contains all the knowledge. He carries all the knowledge. When the Holy Ghost takes a bit from God and imparts it to your spirit, it is called word of knowledge. It's like when you write an essay. An essay is a combination of different paragraphs. Am I right about that? Now, I taught you of English for many years, all right? So, now, it could be 400, long, 400 words long. It could be 500 words. It could be 2,000 words. And you pick a word out of 2,000. Just one word word. You can't call a word an essay. If you write a word, for example, Fred, can you say, I've written an essay. Where's your essay? Fred. Does that make sense to anybody? But you can pick the word Fred from a whole essay and give it to me. That is why it is called word. So Fred there will be word of essay. Alright? When the Holy Ghost takes something from the mind of God, from the knowledge of God, just something, and imparts it to you, about an event that has happened in your past or something happening right now, it is called word of knowledge. It is not the full paragraph or the full essay of knowledge. It is just a word of knowledge. Glory be to God. And that's why you should never be proud. 
If God ever gives you a word of knowledge, don't go about, yeah, we are the prophet of the church now. <laughs> if we are not in the church, the pastor cannot see anything. The Holy Ghost normally reveals things to us. Shut up. Stop walking about like a crab. You've just got a word of knowledge, a word. You don't have all the knowledge. Are you getting what I'm saying? God has all the knowledge. What if God gives you all the knowledge? Then we have to worship you. And again, like I say, what do you want to do with all the knowledge? <laughs> there are about 7 billion people in the world, and God gives you, does God know the name of everybody? Hello? Does he know? In Isaiah chapter 40, the Bible says, he even knows all the stars, and he calls them by name. My God, only God can be God. Come on now. I don't know the names of all the people in my, in my family, my entire family. That's my mom's family, my dad's family combined together. Some of my cousins have to be introduced to me. Are you getting what I'm saying? And the families keep growing. People are getting married and having children, getting married and having children, getting married and having children. Now, two days ago was one of my uh, nephew's birthday. I didn't know. I missed it. I missed it. I can't have all the knowledge. But God has all the knowledge. God knows all our names, knows our phone numbers, knows our addresses, knows our shoe sizes. Does God know your waist size? Does he know what you need right now? Does he know your address? Even if your house is in a place where there is no address, do you know that God still knows the address of that place? Glory be to God. But what do you want to do with all that information? So the Holy Ghost speaks what you need at that moment. And that was why on Sunday when the ministration was going on, when the Holy Spirit said to me, it wasn't in my note, that there are people in this church who have not just hurt your parents or insulted your parents. Some of you, you haven't ever insulted them, but you, 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 what word did he give me? Those of you that were here, you despised them in your heart. You know what it means to despise someone? Especially in your formative years, in your teenage years, it is possible to look at your parents and say, man, these guys are broke. Damn. What? Why was I born in this family? Damn. God. Why? Then you start comparing your parents with the, with the parents of your friends who are opulent, who are very rich. And then your mom says, um, oh yeah, come on, go to Mokalamaka, go and buy crayfish. I'm not going. I'm not going. In your mind, you know why you are, you are revolting? You say, I'm not going because why are you poor? That you're telling me to go to Mokalamaka and buy crayfish. What, what nonsense crayfish? When your mates are giving the they are giving khakis to their to their children, say so go and buy something at shop right. Car we know we don't have. Motorcycle we don't have. You are not saying all these things, but in your heart, you are despising your parents. Now, who do you think can ever reveal that? <laughs> like people also despise their pastors, despise authority over them, all manner of irreverence in the world and even in the church, there is no way I would know that you don't respect me. Because the people that don't respect you won't tell you that they don't respect you. In fact, in your presence, ah, <laughs> like some particular tribe in Yoruba land, they will say, I'm prostrating on the outside, but inside I'm standing. I'm standing. I'm not bending at all. How will I know that? It can only be revealed by the Holy Spirit. And so when the Holy Spirit told me, to call such people out because you already set the curse in motion and that we needed to reverse it 
as a priest under God, to say, Lord, we don't want this to happen. We don't want this to travel into their future and hurt them and, and continue with their children because whatever you do to your parents, children are going to double it up. But we don't, there are certain things we don't want. I, I, am I right about that? So when he gave that word, it, it wasn't what I premeditated. I didn't even know. I wasn't thinking along that line. It was not in my sermon note. He brought it up at that moment. He says, covet the best gift. That was the best gift for that moment because he wanted to expose certain things to heal them. Are you getting what I'm saying? We need more. And to some people while I was praying, what, what, what of wisdom was coming? To some people, I just prayed. To, but to some specifically, what of wisdom came? That's the Holy Ghost. I didn't premeditate them. If you ask me now, what did I, Pastor, what did you say when you were even praying for me on Sunday? Sorry, I can't remember. Because it was for that moment. And it was for you to record it somewhere and walk in the strength of that word. Glory be to God. I said glory be to God. The last, after word of wisdom, word of knowledge, the last in that series will be the descending of spirits. Descending of spirits. Now, many people have attributed that to the descending of devils. Descending of evil spirits. Like, mm. <laughs> Some people are naturally suspicious. So they say they have descending of spirits. They lie. You are a witch. <laughs> you don't have any descending of spirits anywhere. You know, some people, they don't trust anybody. So they call that descending of spirits. No. Listen. What does it mean to descend? To descend is to see. When God grants you that supernatural ability to see into someone. But now, descending of spirits means you are able to see into the realm of the spirit. Into the realm of the spirit. And in that realm... There are angels and there are devils. So it's not only about the bad spirit or evil spirit. It's also about the good ones too. Do you know you have angels? Psalm 91 verses 11 and 12. And he will give his angels charge over me, over you, so that they will keep us in all our ways. They will bear us up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against the stone. Can I have an amen to that? You don't walk alone. You never walk alone. But whether you cooperate with your angels or not is another is a different ball game. Moses was able to discern the similitude of the Lord. When Moses in Exodus 33 asked God, show me your glory. God said, no. <laughs> if you see my face, you won't live. I want to see your face. God said, no. No man. Moses, you see me, you burn. You see me, you will melt into oblivion. <laughs> God said, I'm going to pass by. But when I'm passing by, I'm going to cover you with my hands. I will keep you in a hollow place. I will cover you with my hands. So when I pass, I will remove my hand, and then you will see my back parts. And as the Lord moved, Moses saw the backside of the Lord. That was when he wrote the book of Genesis. At the back of the Lord, he saw in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and the spirit of the Lord was hovering upon the face of the dead without form, etc. He wrote that after that God showed him his back parts. Glory be to God. That's part of descending of spirits. So it's not just descending of evil spirits. Also, yeah, you can descend evil spirits. When you get into a place, and la 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 la. I entered somebody's office in the bank and immediately I could smell the spirit of death. Now, that doesn't happen. I said, what? 
I waited for the two customers that were there to leave. The lady there was my friend. And she saw that I was disturbed and said, Pastor, what did you see? She's the born-again child of God, full of the Holy Ghost. I said, no, I don't need to tell you what I saw. Give me your hands. And then she reached out to me. I reached out to her. And I listened for the voice of the Holy Spirit. What do you want me to do? Rebuke that spirit and cast it out of here. And I did. Two weeks after, she was hospitalized. Two weeks after. But glory be to God. She's fine now as we speak. Can I have an amen to that? Who knew what the enemy planned? I just entered and I could smell that someone just died here. We need to be able to discern. We need to be able to discern. We need to be able to discern. Those are the gifts that reveal something. Three of them reveal something. Three of them do something. They are called the gifts. Number one in that order is what? You've not been reading your Bible or you've not been reading your note. Number one in that order of the power gifts, the gifts that do something, faith. You've forgotten so soon? Come on now. I'm going to ask you again next week. And when I'm asking you, I want answers like this. You know, people are watching you online, so they know, ah, Pastor Fresh Church, <laughs> so you don't want them to make jest of you. <laughs> All right? In that order is faith, and then you have working of miracles, and then what else do you have there? What else do you have there? Gifts of healings. Those are the gifts that do something. You see, they always, they do. They perform something. Faith. You know, with faith, you move mountains. Working of miracles. Oh, my God. We need that in operation. I want to see people receive miracles. Creative miracles. Legs grow. Arms grow. People receive brand new eyes. Body parts that are missing, the Lord can supply. I mean, I know people now that are close to me that need new kidneys. And I'm trusting God that we can pray with such people and instead of having to go through a trust land, the Lord will do something overnight. He's done it before, he's still doing it and he can do it again. Amen? Part of the people healed in the ministry of Jesus were those called maimed. When somebody's maimed, it means their a body part is missing. I think Mark 15 or so has an account. That's not what I want to teach tonight. It's just a detour. All manner of people came to the ministry of Jesus. I don't want to go there, please. Don't. I have a lot. I have a long way to go. Number three set of gifts are the gifts that say something. So you have the gifts that reveal something, the gifts that do something, the gifts that say something. What are the gifts that say something? Number one? Number one? Prophecy. Number two? Diverse kinds of tongues. And number three? Interpretations of tongues. My church people are very brilliant. Do you understand that? Those watching online? Amen. Praise God. Okay. Now tonight, let's finish up we started with the word of knowledge, and we did that for a couple of weeks. Then we moved on to word of wisdom. Let's finish up word of wisdom tonight, and then let's see if we can start discerning of spirits. All right. So the word of, not, uh, the word of wisdom. Word of wisdom can be conditional. 
I've made two points about it before. This is my third point, and I'm going to go very quickly. It can be conditional. Second Kings chapter 20. Second Kings chapter 20. Your monitor is off. Second Kings chapter 20. Your monitor is off. Second Kings chapter 20. Your monitor is off. Second Kings chapter 20. There was a man there. Maybe I should summarize it because of my time I have left. The man Hezekiah. From verse 1. In those days, Hezekiah was sick unto death. And in those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord. Who was speaking right there? Who sent Isaiah? Come on now. Who sent Isaiah? The Lord. Isaiah said, Thus saith the Lord. Set your house in order. For you shall die and not live. He came to give the man death sentence. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept so. He cried. And it came to pass, afore Isaiah, that is before Isaiah, was gone out, into the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard your prayer, I have seen your tears. Behold, I will heal you on the third day, thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord, and I will add unto your days fifteen years. And I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for my own sake. And for my servant David's sake. Do you know what happened there? Isaiah came and gave a word of wisdom. Thus said the Lord. Hezekiah. You're going to die. Put your house in order. You're not going to recover. You're going to die. <laughs> and let me tell you something. Isaiah was not a commercial prophet. It's not like one of those Nigerian prophets. On the 17th of June. By this. This 17th of June. Asu, we call up this strike. And I saw somebody, somebody's mother ran to the pulpit and drop money. Kai! I said, money that you have come to drop in our church. <laughs> now, if the Lord didn't send you, please try to come up with prophecy. People do that a lot. Don't manipulate people. When I pray with someone and they ex they're expecting a word, if the Lord doesn't give me a word, doesn't give me a word, we have prayed in Jesus' name. Go. If he gives me a word, I'll give you a word. But if he doesn't give me, can you me? No, you are funny. Anyways, forgive the Nigerian prophets. Many have prophesied. Somebody said during the elections, gubernatorial elections, you know, the last one, I see in front of Penkelemes, number one. And the old church said, hey! and his interpreter said, the prophet has spoken in Ibadan. Here in Ibadan. Is Penkelemes your governor now? Why do people decree unrighteous decree? Something they've not heard from God. Maybe they've got some credit alert. You can prophesy from credit alert. That would not be a word of wisdom. It would be a word from wisdom. But Isaiah was not like that. If Isaiah prophesied that somebody was going to die, that person was going to actually die. In dying, they would die. But guess what? 
this prophecy, this word of wisdom, was conditional. This prophecy didn't come to pass. So I'm not nailing all the prophets completely. You give a prophecy and it doesn't come to pass. Because there might be certain conditions that need to be fulfilled by the people concerned. Thus said the Lord, you are going to be the head and not the tail. Oh God. Then you go home. You watch African magic. Oh, I'm going to be the head and not the tail. They say it's time to go to school. School care. Uh, prophet, you know the prophet that told me I'll be the head and not the tail? He'll be the head in me. School, you won't go. Learn the trade, you won't learn. Because a prophet said you'll be the head and not the tail. At the end of the day, that person will be the tail. In fact, they will be at the bottom of the tail. I was told, I had the story, I think from senior pastor before, that a particular prophet gave two people, friends, so they went to a, those people that go to mountain to pray. They went to a mountain to pray, and the prophet said, this one, you'll be rich. This one, ah, no matter what you do. Money, you will see paper, you call it money. The guy felt very bad. He cried. Both of them left the mountain. The other one was rejoicing. The one that was rejoicing, they said he would be rich. He didn't do anything. He was expecting miracle money. That one day, he would just be going on the road. Somebody would just park and say, ah, you, you are the one I've been looking for. Oh yeah, take this bag. Ghana must go. How many of you have had such dreams and fantasies? Ah, oh moment, on my bed like this, I'll just cross my leg. I say, Lord, Man, one day, one day, one day, I'll just go somewhere. I'll just jump. I'll just jump the daughter of a bangida. I'll just teach her English. <laughs> you better wake up <laughs> and do something with your life. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, so that the jump person. This guy that he said would make it, he was philandering around. He was just lazy. It was just a bag of lazy bones. This other guy, they said, would not make it. He started doing everything to counter that prophecy. In the, in the final analysis, he became successful. The other guy became wretched. So, certain words can be conditional. Like this one now. The Lord sent Isaiah to say, tell Ezekiah, put your house in order, you're going to die. Who spoke that word? The Lord. The Lord said it. But you know what Ezekiah did? The Lord was looking for repentance, actually. Some people in our generation are way too proud. Even when the Lord is correcting them, they still want to go on and do what is in their heart. You better find out what God wants for you. Ezekiah faced the wall. I love the posture. You see, when somebody faces the wall, it's a posture of no distraction. When I really want to pray, I don't pray walking about. I have two postures. Either I'm on my knees, focusing, setting the Lord before me, according to Psalm 16, verse 8. Or I get a chair, sit down, and face the wall. More often than not, these days, I go on my knees, out of reverence for the Lord. If I'm in a place where maybe I can't kneel down for some reason, I face the wall. Sit and face the wall, or stand and face the wall. When you face the wall, you are saying, Lord, I don't have anywhere else to go. If you don't help me, I will be put to shame. When God sees that posture, he answers, I've been there. I've been there. I've been in situations in my life when I told God, God, only you can change this report. Only you. There could be symptoms in your body. Who do you call? You go to the doctor, they give you a damn new report. You call the friend, ah! 
finish. Ah, go to Pagamami. They will kill the person before the person dies. When you learn, like Ezekiah, to face the wall, it might be that you don't even have a grain of rice at home. When you learn to face the wall, ah, I've heard and I've seen miracles happen. And in fact, my family, we've experienced it. When people have nothing, and the Lord will <coughs> would send them a package. A family told us, I didn't know, this was Christmas, many, many years ago, my wife and I just got married. I'm not sure we had Tyranny at that time yet. I think we just got married. And this Christmas, there was plenty of food in our house. Jollof, chicken everywhere, juice everywhere. So we just decided that, ah, only two of us, how much can we eat? Even with Tyranny, only ourselves. How much can we eat, all, all of us together? So we decided, ah, there's this family in our house sale. You know, we're in the same house fellowship. And very soon, excuse me, please. I'll be talking to you guys about house sale, lo locating fellowships around you to join. I mean, our church house sales. So we, okay, we had tyranny because we, we, we had a car at the time. So we drove. We drove down to their house with a cooler. It was a full cooler of jollof rice. I don't know who gave it to us. Because I'm, I'm sure we, we couldn't have cooked that much. Another cooler of chicken. And a full pack of juice. This was about maybe 7 p.m. We drove to their house. Coco, they opened the door. How are you? Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. First cooler, second cooler, and the pack. We did not know. They had had nothing to eat that day. It was Christmas. They had come to church. Everybody laughed. Everybody smiled. Everybody had gone home. We knew nothing about their affairs. But the Spirit of the Lord put it in our heart to visit them and then bless them. We could have gone to another family. But we went to this particular family. Many, many years after. The brother and I, because we are on the same fellowship platform, he was now sharing. We are talking about testimonies and all of that. Then he shared what happened. <laughs> the only thing he did not do that day was to mention my name. And as I read it, my heart was pumping blood. I said, please, brother, don't mention my name. I beg you in Jesus' name. Because we didn't even know about the affairs. He said when we left that night, not only did they eat to satisfaction and their children, they also started sharing with their neighbors, including their Muslim neighbors. Merry Christmas. Why did I say that? I said that to say, when you are in a difficult situation, Learn to talk to God. First, stop scrolling your phone. The natural thing we do is when you're broke. Who can give me money? This one. That's been a long time. He has given me money. He's big guy itself. He doesn't. The guy is too stingy, Jerry. Let me go to the next one. Don't be doing that. Don't be doing that. Do, you know what I like the most? When God uses people for me who have no idea what I'm going through, and they bless me with what I need. And I tell you, it has happened again and again and again. And God also has used me for people again and again and again. And I, I knew nothing about what they needed. I just said, well, the Lord, I believe the Lord said I should do this for you. Face the wall. When Ezekiah faced the wall, he repented of his sins. He wept before the Lord. Look, there is another chance with Jesus. If any of us would come to repentance and say, Lord, okay, at this point, I know I've gone into error, but I'm sorry. That moment you are forgiven. Can I have an amen to that? And guess what the Lord did? Hezekiah repented. He wept before the Lord. 
And then, listen, listen, young people, Ezekiah reminded the Lord of how in times past he had walked before him. When the tire hit the road, what can you tell God that you have ever done in his house? What would be your point of reference? Can you say, God, God, remember. Remember how I used to trek from UI to Mokola to church and I would give tracts to people and I would tell somebody about Jesus and I would even bring some of them to church. God, remember, during my undergraduate days, I had no money, but I would tell somebody about Jesus. For some of us, we just like to warm the bench. What are you doing? What are you doing in God's house? What can God look at and say, Ah, mm -mm. a point of reference because of a day like this. Let's learn. And guess what happened? Isaiah was still in the courtyard. He had not left the courtyard when the Lord of hosts, Isaiah, he says, ah, go back. Go and tell him, I've heard his prayer, I've seen his tears, and I've added 15 years to his life. 15 extra. Isaiah came back with another word of wisdom. Thus said the Lord, by this time, tomorrow, or in two days' time, you are going to go up to the house of the Lord. Isaiah began to tell him what was going to happen. It was futuristic. I'm going to heal you, and I'm going to add 15 years to your life. That was a word of wisdom, because it was a prediction about what was going to happen in the future, and it was according to the plan and purpose of God. Is that clear to everybody tonight? Let me give you another example. Quick. Oh, no, I'm not giving another example in that regard. Oh, let me give you another example. I just mentioned in passing. You remember Jonah and Nineveh? God sent Jonah to Nineveh to warn them to repent. Otherwise, there was impending judgment. Jonah didn't want to go there. Because those Nineveh people, those Ninevites, they were enemies of the Jews. And God got Jonah there. Jonah got a visa for Tashish. He bought his flight ticket for Tashish. God sent him to Nineveh. But there was trouble in the, in the boat or the ship that he boarded. And they found out it was the problem. And he himself said, throw me. They had thrown all their stuff into the water. He said, throw me. They threw him and God had prepared the fish. And he just swam inside. Tukum. Gulum. Inside the belly of the whale. <laughs> He was there for three days and three nights. <laughs> That's not a nice place to be. There will be no Nepa there. Everything around him was citric acid, gastric juice, weed, weed, not Igbo, but weed that that fish had swallowed. All manner of ecolo, I don't know how to say that in English. All manner of things that that fish had eaten. Jonah was swimming inside those things. If you need to read that book of Jonah. He described, he described that place as the belly of the earth. He described the belly of the whale as, as hell. Hell. Have you ever been in a situation where you, you are confined to a place and you don't see the light of the day for three days? It was pitch darkness. There was no nepa, no bulb inside the whale. He fasted by force. May you not fast by force. What will he eat? Will he drink the juice? The gastric juice? By the third day, the fish vomited him. He landed in Nineveh. Mm. Don't mess with God, though. 
He, he was going to Tashish. He found himself in Nineveh. I could imagine how funny it would look. As he landed on the seashore, covered with juice, his body slimy. Repent, oh, repent, oh. It was because of you, he swallowed me, oh. And anyway, you know, the people repented. And there was deliverance. And that judgment was changed. But much later, they messed up again. And the judgment still came. Number four, word of wisdom is used to set apart those for special ministry. Word of wisdom is used by God, by the Holy Spirit, to set apart those for special ministry. This gift is also used to reveal God's plan to those he wants to use in ministering. You see, you remember, I'll give you a case study. Acts chapter 9 and in verse 15, God sent Ananias to pray for Saul, telling him, he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. There was a word of wisdom there. God spoke it to Ananias about Saul of Tarsus who was going to become Paul the Apostle, that I have set him apart. Ananias was arguing, how can I go and pray for a terrorist? This guy is a terrorist. This guy has wounded your church. The church is bleeding because of him. And you're asking me to go pray for him? He's gone blind now. Let him go blind forever. Is that not our kind of prayer? Every spirit from my father's house troubling me. Every house fly. So my soul, die, die. God said, look, I'm going to use that guy. Nobody knew that God was ever going to use him. He was a terrorist. But God had a plan and purpose. And God revealed that to Ananias. Go and pray for him. You know why you need to pray for him? He needs to receive his sight. He will bear my name. He is my chosen vessel. You see him as a stubborn guy, but he's my chosen vessel. That's why when I see some of you misbehave, or some of you very stubborn in your family, I know God has a hand over your life. And you know why? Our journey can be sometimes zig, zig, zigzag because the enemy is trying to run ahead of God to thwart that destiny. He doesn't want us to fulfill that purpose, but he's a liar because the grace and the mercy of God will locate you. Can I have an amen to that? And God's name will yet be glorified in your life. Can I have an amen to that? Saul was a bad guy, bad boy. Bad boy. <laughs> but God turned him around. God said, he's my guy. He's my kind of guy. He's rugged. He was using that ruggedness to persecute the church. And when he became born again, oh boy, he used that ruggedness to preach the gospel, to wound the kingdom of darkness. Ah, Paul. Paul did a lot of harm to the kingdom of darkness. And the devil hated him so much. He tried to kill him. He never could kill him. He never could. They stunned him in one place, left for dead. When they left, he got up, went back to the city, started preaching. The governor wanted to arrest him in one place. He hid inside the basket. They used basket to pass him down. Basket to pass him down over a wall. The Jews caught him five times. They beat him 39 stripes. Five solid times. One time they beat him with rod. If it were some of us, if it were a member of our church, who will gather deliverance. Brother Paul, 
there's, a, there's an ancestral curse over your life. There is an ancestral curse. How can you? Pastor Fred, nobody beat him. But you, just to go and preach in Mokala, they beat you. You went to preach in Songo, they stoned you. Please, don't carry this kind of spirit to our church. Please, there's another church down the road. You can go there. We will even recommend the church for you. One place, Agabus. Agabus took, I showed us last week. Agabus took his ghetto and bound himself and said, Thus saith the Spirit of the Lord as I bound myself. That is how the Jews in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this ghetto. They will bind him. Malia, Malia, Then all the disciples there, including Luke, they started begging Paul. Bro, Paul, don't go to Jerusalem. Bro, Paul. So we're going, bro, Paul, they repent you like this. They repent you. Paul said, why are you talking like this? I'm breaking my heart. He said, I'm not willing only to go there and be bound. I'm going there to die. I'm ready. Let them kill me for the sake of the name of Jesus. Hey! Rugged guy. They did everything they couldn't keep all. When it was time to go, he wrote to, to Timothy, his son in the faith. He said, look, guy, now I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course in UI. <laughs> I've finished my course. I have run my race. Now there is set up for me a crown, which the Lord will give me, and to, not only to me, but to all them that love is appearing. He died when he wanted to. One time he was saying, do I go, do I not go? If I stay in the body, it's for your advantage. But if I go, I will be with the Lord. I will prefer to go. But don't let me go yet. That's the way I want to die. I don't want to die a useless death. Some Christians have died before they die. They are running everywhere because somebody gave a prophecy over their life. Mm, 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 mm. At the age, at the, at the age, you better call them Omweniyo. Say, I, 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 I see you in the coffin. No, sir. You did not see me in the coffin. If somebody does, I see you in the coffin. Say, sir, I also see you in the casket. That prophecy will end there. Don't allow them. Don't allow them. If they stop you by the road, I say, Omweniyo. Say, Omweniyo. Say, when they want to give you a prophecy, ask me to have a prophecy for you, they will run away. But you listen too much. You now come down and say, mm. you, you ate swallow last night. You say, yes, sir. Uh, no, it was Semo. Oh, Semo! Semo, Semo. Semo, the Holy Spirit does not lie. Which Holy Spirit? And they use this prophecy to bind people. Prophecy is for three things. For exhortation, for, for edification, and for comfort. Not for fear. Do you know that all these prophets all over the place? They peddle fear. You must not go to Lagos. In the, within the next three weeks, three months, mm, Celia, three years, don't go to Lagos. Don't wear red. Avoid wearing red. Anything that has red color, anything that, for lack of me, that scarf on your head, you might call it pink, but it's reddish. Don't wear it. And I, I keep wondering, where did you see that in the Bible? Did Jesus tell somebody, don't wear a color? Somebody in my family, she doesn't eat palm oil. 
Because of prophecy. My mother will say, what's your problem? My mother will cook with palm uh, oil. She won't eat it. It's only Ororo. Or, I say, okay. Even Woli Ororo is eating palm oil. <laughs> Hallelujah. It is used to set people apart. Word of wisdom can be used by the Holy Spirit to set someone apart for their ministry. I think it's in Acts 13. As they fasted, verses 1 and 2, and ministered, verse 2, to the Lord, the Bible says, the Holy Ghost said, my God, the Holy Ghost speaks. Somebody said the Holy Ghost speaks. It's not a bird. Holy Spirit is not a bird. It's not a yadaba, a yadaba. It's not a yeah. It's a person. He only descended in a bodily form like a dog. He's a person. He speaks. The Holy Ghost said, separate unto me Saul and Barnabas. For the work whereunto I have called them. As the minister to the Lord. That's why worship his majesty next month will be powerful by the grace of God. We'll be singing hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs. As they worship the Lord, there was an utterance. A gift, one of the gifts that says something went into operation. When we worship God like we should, there will be, once we flow, what we flow. But if everything is just too much flesh, flesh. Somebody posted on a WhatsApp, WhatsApp status last night. Somebody I know. She went to a white garment church. So maybe that's her parents' church. I'm not criticizing anybody. And she put the camera, or maybe somebody was videoing her from the back. She was twerking. Inside the church. They now put a caption. Say, when a TikToker goes to church. And imagine the kind of music they were singing also. It was all these songs that would make you. The kind of seductive, seductive dance styles that offend God. It's not wrong to dance. David danced. He danced from the heart. Nigerians dance in the flesh. They dance seductively for a purpose. When some people begin to dance like this, you know that this is their party dance. But they can't help themselves because that's the only thing they know to do. May the Lord have mercy on us. How do you want the Holy Ghost to flow? When she was doing this, she knew. She was recording the bomb bomb. That's what she, she was recording. I said, eh? El Number five. Word of wisdom is also used to assure, this is where I will stop, to assure of God's protection. I assure you. Now, God does not assure this one. The word of wisdom is used to assure of God's protection. Somebody has Ajua, Ajua, in the last eight years, every time I say, Ajua, you, something bad will happen again. Ajua, you. No Ajua, us again. No Ajua, we are tired of your Ajua, Ajua. Word of wisdom is used to assure of God's protection. Especially to assure of coming deliverance in the time of calamity. In our country now, when the time of 
serious. I don't want to say a negative word, but you know what I mean. We need word of wisdom to flow now. So that our nation will not be a place where people will say, thank God I did not go to church today. Thank God I was not in that service. Ah! That statement is contrary to the word of God. In Psalm 122, David the psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to church. Let's go to the house of the Lord. But now, Nigerians are saying, thank God, I did not go. Why? Because of the children of the bondwoman who go to the church and would open fire on worshippers. The church needs to be the church. You see, this is why we need to do away with rancor, strife, backbiting, nonsensical talks and politics in the church so that the church can be as powerful as it should be. They should be afraid of church. Somebody should come into church and say, God is here. You brought a, a, a gun in your pocket and you can't pull it out. There is no hand to pull it out. That will be a church where Jesus is Lord and is given his right place and the Holy Ghost is allowed to work. Do you know who the Holy Ghost is? He's the captain of the Lord's hosts. If you see him once, you will never be the same again. When Joshua saw him, he stood in the air with his sword in his hand. Nobody told Joshua, who are you, Lord? Are you for us or against us? He said, I am the captain of the Lord's hosts. God has a host. That's why it's called the Lord of hosts. The Hebrew people called him, they call him El Shabaoth. El Shabaoth, the God of angel armies. Where are they? They are here. But do we honor the Lord enough to have that protection? We should be protected. We are protected. And I tell you, we can be surrounded by enemies. But when the word of wisdom flows forth and says, Thus saith the Lord, I am in the midst of you like a mighty terrible one. Do not be afraid of them. Ah, uh -uh. What would make Jehoshaphat go to war with the choir. Nobody goes to war and put the choir in front. No. You, you put the army in front. Jehoshaphat put the choir in front. Choir, oh yeah. And the choir did not say, Pastor, you two, lead us. How can you hide in the middle? Everyone was conscious of the presence of God. And what were they singing? For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good. For the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. For the Lord is good and his mercy endureth. Second Chronicles 20. For the Lord is good and his mercy endureth. For the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. They didn't even sing the day togu togu, the day tija tija, beoriwa. No. No. They were just singing the Lord is good and his mercy endureth forever. And guess what? The children of Ammon and the children of Moab they put hands together and killed their third force, the people of Mount Seir. When they finished them, then children of Moab and children of Ammon, they were cousins. Then they faced each other. But why did you kill the people of Mount Seir? Say, I should be with put hands together to kill them. Say, ah, no, how can you tell me that? The way you are even talking, you are very, you are very insultive. Are you crazy? Say, ah, cousin, are you okay? Me, am I, am I okay? 
then the Bible says they helped to kill each other. Jehoshaphat and his choir and his army never shot a bullet. When God takes on your battle, you'll be the one begging, say, Lord, please, mercy, mercy, Lord, mercy. Who do we take this God for? Some powerless pocket God? Some kind of God that you have to psych? Word of wisdom. What happened to Paul? Paul was shipwrecked. I'll stop here. Paul was, he was aboard the ship when they wanted to sail. Paul warned them. Acts 27. Paul said, let us not set sail. He said, because I perceive in my spirit that this journey will come with some harm. Mm. Somebody needs to be able to discern. Acts 27. I believe it's verse 10. You know, but you know, they, said, they, they didn't listen to Paul. And because the south wind was blowing softly, it was blowing softly. I'd like you to see that in the Bible. The voyage will be with much heart. Can you go to verse 12, verse 13? Verse 13. And, okay. And when the south wind blew softly, there used to be a song when I was in my teenage years and in my early 20s that we used to listen to a lot. You know the song? Oh, the way you're smiling is like you know the song. Killing me softly. <laughs> you know, it was it was done by the Fugees. Oh man, one time. Show me my pain in his fingers. You 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 were still in heaven that time. Singing my life, killing me softly. Oh, killing me. No, in the name of Jesus, you're not killing me. I'm alive. I'm well. <laughs> but we had said those negative confessions back in the day. They saw the east, the, the south wind blowing softly. Look, guys, the fact that something looks very soft, looks harmless, looks like a juicy offer, does not mean you should put your money there. Watch. Listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. What is it telling you? That's not a good investment. That is a money waster. It will drain your investment. That's not a good relationship because it's looking soft, like he's very soft-hearted. He's a beast. He's a beast of burden. If you press the right button, if you press the right button, Americans say button. Someone say button. Now the British say button. Americans like brothers that say button. Glory be to God. <laughs> if you press the right button. Did I tell you my name is Oni? Look, my name is Kyle. I'm Kyle. He said, Bros, what's your bros? May you not marry such. The way some men turn their wives into. I saw one nasty video. Baba Deboe was preaching, so they put those, you know, all these videos they put together. Some of you must have seen it. The man carried his wife. The people in the house were shouting. Somebody was recording. You know Nigerians? Instead of going to help, they'll be recording. Somebody was filming. And he hit the back of that lady on the floor. Pa! I'm sure there must be... Doctor, what do we call this one? No, we call it... Uh, cerebral... No, what do we call it? Uh, the spinal cord is inside. What's the, the vertebral column? Cervical, thoracic, lumbar, sacral, coda. Did I get it right? 
Glory be to God. Biology of those days. <laughs> there must be some kind of dislocation there. In that same video, a woman was on top of the man. And you know, some women can beat some men. And then she carried a brick, brick, and used it on the guy's head. Go! The guy just passed out. But when they were dating, when they were dating, was it like that? The wind was blowing. The south wind was blowing softly. They went to Mr. Biggs. They went to, uh, where, where do you go to now? I'm old school. Big streets. They went to Chicken Republic. They, 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 they went to eat pizza. Pizza. What's the name of that pizza place now? Domino's. Dominus. From there, they moved to Cold Stone. And the stone was cold. And they were listening to soft music. Say, I love you. And they were playing Selendio in the background. I love you. Ba -na 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 -na. Please say you love me too. Ba -na 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 -na. These three words. They could change our lives forever. And I promise you, together to the end of time. Now you hear. Ah! Ah! Oh boy! Is it those Arabic people? They made nonsense money out of us. You know, they'll be pinching each other's nose. If you touch her nose, she'll touch your nose. So you know, I love you. All of my life. Never found anyone like you. All of my life. I've been searching. One girl in Sabo where I used to teach. <laughs> she didn't know the song. So you say, Alamola. I've been dancing. <laughs> oh my. Praise God, amen. <laughs> I've been Zazin. Till tomorrow, I don't know that guy's name. When I get to the first, Zazin, <laughs> the older sister already knows. I've been racking me like it, racking me like it, racking me like it. Where the few colleagues said, All of my life, I've been searching. The guy said, Alamola. All of my life, the Alamola. I've been Zazin. Lord, have mercy. The joy of the Lord is our strength, amen. It's good to laugh. Amen. Praise God. And, and the Holy Ghost is not grieved as we are laughing tonight. Amen. Praise God. Paul told them, but the south wind was blowing softly. I beg you, my brothers and sisters, listen to the voice of the Spirit. Even though the south wind might be blowing softly, at the end of the day, when that south wind, wind I don't have time to read it because I want to stop now. Everything changed. They suffered the shipwreck. They were in the dark for 14 days and 14 nights. At some point, Paul had to say, men and brethren, I warned you, we should not have set out this voyage, but you did not listen to me. He said, but nevertheless, the angel of the Lord, whose I am and whom I serve, stood with me this night and he said to me, Paul, I have given you Everyone that is on this voyage with you. So, no life will be lost, but the ship. They lost the ship, 
they lost all their stuff, all their merchandise, all the things they bought from everywhere. Everything went into the river. But God kept them because of Paul. I think sometimes it's good to take a moment and check who you travel with in life. Who are you rolling with? If Paul were not on that ship, they would have died. But the angel of the Lord appeared to Paul and said, look, I give you the life of everyone here. When I bought the plane, when I bought an aircraft, I said, Lord, I thank you because this plane will get to our destination and everyone's life is safe. Not because of me, but because of Jesus in my life. Are you getting what I'm saying? Carry that mentality also. And be careful about your associations. Your association can sink you. Your association can help you to get to where God wants you to be. May you get to your destination in the name of Jesus. You'll find that in Act 27, but I have to stop now. And may the Lord bless you, and may the Holy Spirit expand and expound on those words in your heart in the name of Jesus. I'd like us to, as we close, just quickly look at that Act 27, when verse 13, but I want to give you uh, the verses where Paul said those words. And much later, Paul ate. I like that man. He said, for 14 days now, you've been fasting. He said, this is good for your health. You better eat. He said, eating is good for your health, though. Act 27. And then if you look at verse 25, he said, <clears throat> verse 23. Verse 20, okay, let me take it from, from, from verse 20. Verse 21, please. 21, and I'll stop at 25. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, ye should have hearkened unto me and not have loosed from critic and to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer, for there shall be no loss of any man's life among you. Can I have an amen? amen. He said, but of the sheep. Even we, we will not lose our sheep in Jesus' name. Amen. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. There is another gift in operation there. Paul saw the angel of God descending of spirits. Then Paul brought them a word from the angel about what was going to happen. Word of wisdom. Are you getting what I'm saying? So these gifts work together. They are intertwined many times. Verse 24. It says, saying, what did the angel say? Fear not, Paul. The angel knew his name. Do the angels of God know your name? Yes, they do. Glory be to God. Does God know your name? Yes, he does. Say, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God has given you all them that sell with you. Nobody's going to die. He said, wherefore, sirs, be of good courage, be of good cheer. For I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. May it be unto you according to the promise of God. Stand on your feet, everybody. Have you been blessed tonight? Are you coming next week?